essentially just take a bunch of things with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. which is kind of my approach anyway i basically do that i take things with a grain of salt like i if if i don't know you i have no reason not to believe you but at the same time i have no reason to believe you anyway so Mm -hmm. if you do what you say great if not okay maybe next time but i'm gonna go over here that's simple What's up? What's up, people? Welcome to the Chloe Exo Josh Show. I'm hyped right now because it's Wednesday. It's hump day. And I had a very productive day today. I, uh, I'm i going to tell y'all a little, little snippet. Um, last time we spoke, I told y'all that I was going to start a challenge and work out every single day, every single morning. Um I don't even remember the initial challenge. I think it was a 90-day challenge I did, or 30 days, 30-day challenge. So let me tell y'all, update. The 30-day challenge turned into a 60-day challenge, turned into a 90-day challenge, turned into 100 days of straight working out, no breaks, 30 minutes a day. Um, And I feel fantabulous. See, little double chin going away, you feel me? Little little uh little jaw action going on. <laughs> so let me tell y'all what I did and what was my whole thesis behind it and what my goal, my aim was. So initially I said I wanted to do 30 days of 30 minutes a day because typically when I was working out before, it was like I was in the motion because every time I work out, it makes me feel good. And, you know, when we started dating, we was just we was feeling good in other ways. <laughs> we were going out, partying, getting to know each other, eating, drinking, dinner, traveling. And we were doing all things overindulging. And we kind of continued that trend for a couple of years. Not going to lie. Like it's been a great couple of years, but like it's time for me to get back to being I guess happy like creating that um melatonin no not melatonin put you to sleep serotonin (laughs) creating that serotonin and melatonin from working out right but creating that serotonin from the inside right because Josh was giving me all the serotonin all of that you feel me but anyway so yeah that too so anyway, I was like, yo, I got to get back to the gym. I got to get my routine popping because I'm a Pisces and like we mad chaotic. <laughs> like we're creative chaotic spirits. So like chaotic in a good way. Shout out to my Pisces. Pisces season still in effect, even though it's not on the calendar. But y'all know it's still Pisces season. Anyway, so like I was saying, I had to get back into my routine, even though I hate routine. It's like a weird thing. Like I crave routine. My body craves routine. My mind craves routine. But I just innately don't like it. Like I get bored. So I was like, let me just start with habits. And Josh downloaded, I think you downloaded Atomic Habits. Oh, actually, Eric gave you the book, the hard copy. Um, Shout out to Eric. Um, He gave Josh the hard copy and then we have the Audible version. And for people who don't know, you can share your Audible account with your significant other, your family members, if you guys live together. So Josh and I have a collection of over 120 titles at this point. Um, Long story short, because you know I'm a Pisces, take me a while to get there. 
um, I was like, I'm going to start doing a habits and building that, uh, that muscle memory. Um, and I was like, what's the, what's something I can do no matter if it's raining, snowing, if my car not working or just like, it's just not good weather outside. What can I do? So we have a gym in our building and I was like, yo, I'm going to just do 30 minutes a day. I'm going to commit to it because it's only 30 minutes. Like if you can't find 30 minutes in your day, you don't want to find the 30 minutes. So I got my trusty Apple watch and this has been keeping me on track. Um, And I started off doing 30 minutes on the treadmill and I talked to my cousin Sophia she told me about this 12, 12, 3.30. Basically, you walk at an incline at a speed of three for 30 minutes. So that actually, I did that for about 30 days. And it got my stamina up. Because at first, yo, y'all do that? I, be breathing, I was breathing so hard. I'm like, dang, I can't even walk up this hill. I'm out of shape. It was, <laughs> it was hard. like, And I had to hold on to the, the treadmill. If I let go, it's over for me. Like... And then I would watch a show or something or like a podcast. I started watching um, um, Shits and Giggles podcast. They funny. So I would watch that when I was on the treadmill or I watch other people working out, blah, blah, blah. 30 days passed. I was like, I need to up my game because now I'm used to going to the gym. The 30 days passed. So then I was like, oh, let me get class pass. I'm going to put my link for class pass in the description so you guys can get free classes. Um, but there's this um, program out here called aquatic performance training. I love the water. I'm Pisces. So long story short, you work out in the water like every day. Third phase of my process was waking up early. So I'm reading, I'm currently reading and Josh had, he put this in our um, library. It's called the miracle morning. And I also read the 6am club I like the Miracle Morning better because it gives you more steps like what to do. So I'm in the process of reading that now. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start getting up early. So Josh see me. I would pack my bags, my bags to go to the gym at nighttime. I would be up and out the house by like 5.20 to get to my 6.15 a.m. class. Um, and honestly, y'all, waking up in the morning has just been amazing for me. Like I just feel super energetic. I feel better than I've ever felt before. And now I'm on day 104 or something because I kind of stopped. I'm not going to lie. I stopped for like two weeks um, since my birthday. <laughs> but like I was still, I'm still conscientious of it. So now I'm moving into my third and final phase, which is weightlifting. So I did cardio. I built up my stamina. I built up my habits. And now it's on to strength training. So shout out to my trainer, Stefan, um, with True Fitness, True Definition Fitness. Um, and shout out to KG because I'm still in his group. Because he gave me mad inspiration in the morning. Like, it feel good to wake up to those good morning tests. So, shout out to New Life Fitness, too. Or shout out to KG down in Dallas, Texas. Howdy, partner. Howdy. So, that's it. That's my little synopsis. So, next time, um, when 100, and I'm doing it increments of 30. So, when we hit 120, I'll give y'all another update. And y'all can see a little bit difference. Like, you see, next time, I'm going to have the muscles, you know. It's going to be popping. It's going to be, oh, you're going to be like, oh, look at her. She did it. Because <laughs> we got mad events to get to. We got stuff to do this year, y'all. This summer is about to be late. So that's it. That's my update. How how have you received my process? Well, to be honest, most of the time I was asleep. <laughs> Thank you.
That's all you got? Well, I'm just being honest. Most of the time I was asleep. So I appreciate that it motivates you. I think that that part's fantastic. But in terms of it's not like it's making me, you know, wake up any earlier than I would anyway. Well, there's also another component that we didn't mention was the diet portion. Like our diet has changed significantly in the past 120 days. Like I meal prep. Um, we eat healthy. We eat very healthy in this household. Yeah, that that's a great uh reaction to that as well that that result so that's fantastic as well anything else Chloe? no you can take it away all right well Chloe wanted to talk about these relationship topics me yes you because the ones i sent uh were too corny for you apparently no i didn't say that let's start with the one you sent so we're going to do a new format because I, I tend to talk a lot, y'all. So um, we're going to try a speedy format because we want to cover more than one topic like because we can get carried away. So we're going to do five minutes on a clock for each topic after we play the video. No, it doesn't have to be all that. You don't want to try that format? I mean, we can, but I mean, it doesn't have to be as stringent as that. I'm curious to see what we could say in five minutes. All right, the first one is by Tyler Perry. This one might need more than five minutes. <laughs> but I would see, I would see if, we, if I could stay in a five-minute time frame. When people fall off, sometimes they have to. Sometimes God is taking you to a place that they cannot go. It may be somebody you love and care deeply about, but if that person is not on the same page as you, it's okay to walk away. I know that's gonna be hard for a lot of you to understand, but I feel like it needs to be said because I've said it a few times, it keeps coming back in my mind. It's okay to walk away. But more than anything, I want you to understand this. I did not get here by um, not working hard, not making tremendous sacrifices and not taking risks. I took many, many risks. I, if, if, I had, um, if I hadn't taken them, I don't know where I would be. But everything that I was doing, every moment, every decision I made, even the ones that I thought were awful and things start to fall apart, I wanna tell you this, I never failed. When I was homeless, I didn't fail. When I, was, when I couldn't eat and waiting for a friend to $20, for $20, I didn't and it cuts off abruptly there. But you guys get the point. Essentially, uh, you know, you kind of have to. If you want to get to a place you want to go, sometimes you have to get different friends or different mentors, people be around people who you aspire to be, because science usually says you're a collection of your five closest people around you. So you're all going to accept people for their you know for their faults and sometimes that could have a negative effect upon you so sometimes you have to be the future version of yourself in order to become the future version of yourself what do you think chloe i'm gonna switch that sometimes word to all the time i think that you should surround yourself at all times with people who you aspire to either be like or people who are aspiring to be in the same future in the same realm as you um and that I think is a very hard process to do um because we have relationships with people and 
not everyone's going to be on the same page. Um, but in, in my personal life, I, I just find that you can love people and you can still have space for them. And it needs to be intentional. Like some people that you're around, they will drain the energy out of you. You know, they will they will just drain you and they don't mean to do it. I'm sure because they're going through their own stuff, but it's not productive for what you want at all. Um, and honestly, like if you want to change, if you are someone who aspires to be different than your surroundings, you definitely, definitely have to change your surroundings. And that includes the mindsets of the people who are around you. Um, if you're not growing, you're, you're dead. And I feel like a lot of times people are, are dead. They don't even know because they stuck. Their mindset is just stuck and they don't want to change. And that's okay. Like everyone has their own journey on this earth, um, on this earth, what F, on this earth. Um, and it's not our job to tell people what to do. Our job is to experience people as they are um, and, and be our best, best version so that we can inspire change within them. Um, but you can't force anyone to change, but you do have control over who gets to experience you. Point blank period. Like people feel obligated to others because of whatever, maybe their family member, maybe they're a person that you've known for a long time. Maybe they're just someone you're comfortable with. Maybe there's somebody who allows you to be that, <laughs> that version of yourself that you don't necessarily like want to be, but you, it's a part of you, you know, maybe they allow you to be that shadow person and maybe, you know, it, it's comfortable to stay there. But if you have goals and you find yourself not reaching them, you need to look around you. Um, I think one thing that I was intentional about for, I guess, the past two, three years was being more respectful of my time and not allowing people in my space that aren't respectful of my time and aren't on the same same page. So I agree totally. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe people say I'm mean, but I don't care. I cut anybody off. Like, if you're really not doing what I need you, if you're not serving your purpose in my life to inspire me, if you're not serving your purpose to pour into me because I'm a person who pours into others, you got to go. I don't got time. Like, I feel like when we're younger, we just waste time doing stuff. And you look back and like, dang, I'm still in the same place five years later. Like, yeah, you wonder why because of who you're around. And look around, all your friends in the same place too. Like, that's not that's not what I'm about. So I agree wholly with him. And he's a man with experience. So if he's saying what I'm thinking, one plus one equal two. That's enough. Don't call us. We'll call you. We'll call Thank you. you. Thank you. Peace out. And that is the Aquarian way. Shout out to the Aquarians <laughs> out there. I feel like this is like second nature for us, kind of like breathing. I mean, you, you, you discover very early who's going to waste your time and who's not. And typically I've trained, I've, I've been trained to do that for over three decades. So I can tell by how someone calls my name whether they're going to waste my time or not. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful device. I suggest you guys, you know, grow that aquarium muscle in you. Just be ruthless with your time and attention because 
you are going to be magnetically attracted to people who you want to be around anyway, who's going to bring the best out of you, which is which is kind of the point. And sometimes, as we know, we may have a a crabs in a barrel situation mm. and people can see you trying to progress and this want to keep you where you are. So they feel better about themselves. Right. Mm. I share. Actually, I had shared something to my story. I feel like we should talk about that today. too. I ought to find a video, but it basically speaks to that. Like people will. People will will dislike you secretly because of the light you're shining. It, it shines a light on their insecurities, right? And so they'll p- pretend to be your friend or pretend to be, you know, someone who cares about you. And the whole time they sabotaging you. They plotting against you. Like, oh, yeah, girl, let's go out. Okay, well, you know I got stuff to do, but you're still asking me to go out. And then you know you want to go out. And it's I feel like... There's a part where discipline is, we all get weak, right? So, of course, you want to go and have fun. Fun is fun. That's And, and it's easier to blow off things that you have to do. Um, but it comes a time and a place where it's enough fun. Like, at some point, you have to get serious. And if you're not, you want to be in the same place. And we see it every day. We see it every day. And you wonder why. Wonder why? Because you're not you're, you're around people who doing who doing stuff you don't want to do, and that's the part that that's that part. Okay, like that's that part. So just be aware of your time, be aware of your goals, and understand what it is that you need to do to get you there. And that's it. And and that can involve cutting people off. But guess what? People don't care. They don't see you waking up at five a.m. going to the gym. They just mad you got a flat stomach. People don't see you sacrifice going, you know, eating cake and, you know, eating pizza and french fries every night. They like, oh, she just naturally like that. Or he's just naturally buff. Like, nobody sees you shooting in a gym. That's why Drake said, you wasn't with me shooting in a gym. And and most of the time, people try to prevent you from going to the gym. And uh, what is it? Hypothetically speaking Just to use an analogy Like people will stop you From getting where you want to go And then shame you For not getting there Like oh you think you better than me Oh you think this You couldn't even do it Meanwhile they over here Pushing you 10 steps back Every time you take one step forward Nah son We ain't got time for that in 2023 That's all I got for you Yeah I think that's That's very accurate Did you find that that other thing that you wanted to share? Yes, let me say. This was a good this was a good one because I had shared this to my story. Um, because I found it to be interesting, let me say. But she was speaking facts. She like, girl, people will try to shame you and dim your light because your light scares them. Let me see. I posted on my story. Um but yeah, I mean, I feel like if, if you find yourself in a position where you are, is this it? Yeah, this is it. Here we go. Oh, it's crazy. People are attracted to you because they see the light that's in the inside of you. And then they get around you and they try to dim it. Because they think you're a fraud too. The people who come to you for your light never have a problem with it when they first come around you. They like it. They enjoy it. It's wonderful. It becomes a problem when it's consistent, when they realize this is actually your fabric, this is actually who you are, that you're not putting on airs, that you're not a certain way in front of certain people, that you are continuously a light-filled person. 
Then whether it's subconscious or conscious, they become enraged because they recognize deficits within themselves to where I have to perform this, but this person actually is this. So in an effort to feel better about themselves, getting rid of you is ideal. So if they can make you stoop down to their level, if they can dim your light a little bit, if they can shift your energy, that makes them feel better about themselves. And now you're on a level with them. So they feel good about themselves again. It's really, it has nothing to do with you. Mm. Run. That's how she ended that run. And that's exactly what Tyler Perry said. Which is why <laughs> I have this approach. You people are so petty and tiny. Josh is not part of the petty police. It's not my thing, you know. I'll be sarcastic, but I'm naturally sarcastic anyway. It's a it's a reaction, you know. I think you're better than um than at me than me at some points because I give people millions of chances. I really do. I'm that type of person. Like I'm gonna give you a million chances. But then there'll be one thing that you do, and that was your millionth and one chance, and then I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, there's no calling. There's no texting. I disappear. I, you never existed. Because at that point, it's like, I already did everything. But I'm being more intentional about that instead of giving people too many chances, because that also takes too much time and energy. So it's like, I don't got time for that. And to build on Brother Tyler Perry's wisdom, I would also say... Once you are able to recognize patterns in people, then you'll be able to see things coming preemptively, which would be great. Mm. And then you can manage your expectations and then essentially just take a bunch of things with a grain of salt, mm -hmm. which is kind of my approach anyway. I basically do that. I take things with a grain of salt. Like I, if, if I don't know you, I have no reason not to believe you. But at the same time, I have no reason to believe you anyway. So mm. if you do what you say, great. If not, Okay, maybe next time, but I'm gonna go over here. It's that simple. I like that you said that the the grain of salt. Like I, I think I'm at this point in my life where I am more of an observer than a person who um who takes on, I guess, feelings because of expectations. Like I feel like you can't get disappointed if you don't have expectations, right? So I think, like you said, when you meet somebody or you, you assume the best, I always assume the best. But when somebody shows you who they are, you take note and you, you compartmentalize and you don't get your feelings hurt. Like it is what it is. And thank you for showing me who you are. Like, thank you for allowing that, whether it was a mistake or whether it was intentional, because now I understand. Because I'm a very um, optimistic, assume the best type of person. And then even when someone does something wrong or something like, I'll still be like, hmm, what is that? Or am I tripping? But most of the time, I, my intuition's right. And I just be second guessing myself. And then something else I have. And then something else I have. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, it's a lion. It roared a couple times. So, I mean, you know. Be careful who you surround yourself with. And one more point before we move on. I've also noticed that it's not always the other person. Most of the time, in my opinion, I think it's yourself. Because it's something in you that still allows that person to take up your space. So that's something like shadow work that you have to do within yourself. Like, why am I allowing this person to be in my space? Because it's not them, it's you. You have control over your body. And you have control over who gets to be next to you. So if you're still allowing toxic people, 
shady people, negative people into your space, that's something that you have to acknowledge. And then that's something that you have to take ownership of and accountability and change your ways. And if you're still waking up and noticing people around you, um, that's still something you gotta, you, you gotta deal with with yourself. Go see a therapist. I prefer to read a lot of self-help books, which is what I do on my miracle morning. Um, when I wake up, I meditate, I read books and I do the shadow work. But if you ain't doing that work, <laughs> you're going to blame everybody but yourself. Like you're going to be like, oh, all these people are toxic. No, you're toxic and they toxic, but you toxic too. All right. Our next topic is, and we did good. That was only eight minutes, y'all. Experiment called Universe 25 created a mice paradise with an abundance of food and water. The aim was to study behavior over a time period in an attempt to explain human societies. And it was all good, but after 315 days, something unexpected happened. The population reached 600 and a hierarchy was formed with larger rodents starting to attack and cause male rodents to collapse psychologically. Under those conditions, social behavior broke down. This led to a new class of males called beautiful males who only care for food and sleep and isolated aggressive females who didn't want to reproduce. And eventually, society collapsed because of the lack of reproduction and lack of care for their young. And the scary part is, is that after repeating this experiment 25 times, the same results were observed over and over again. A viral Facebook post drew parallels to today's society with weak feminized men with no protection instincts and overly aggressive females with no maternal instincts. Is it possible that that's what's happening in the West today? Is the <laughs> Absolutely. That is 100% what's happening now. If you want to go back in history, every time things like a, a very strong superpower in the world where people were able to have comfortable lives. Typically things like, you know, social justice, things like feminism, even back in ancient Greece. And then when that happened, typically the societies, then no longer, they cease to be the superpower. So, which is why a lot of economists, a lot of philosophers, a lot of people just looking at the data and science have a another collapse of society coming soon because of what they see with men who don't want to be men or women who don't want to be women and again that's their choice but based upon the data and results that may be problematic for the human race so i thought of two things when i heard of this so first thing is first world problems right um Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So once your basic needs are met, like safety, shelter, food, then you have time for self-actualization. <laughs> like, and then you have time for leisure. And then you have time for, you know, the scholars and, these, and, and time to, to, to learn and to think and to idealize and to have opinions and to have, you know, different types of things that people who are still fighting for those basic needs don't have that luxury of. So that's the first thing I'm thinking of. So it's, a, it's like a yin and a yang, right? Everything that's good has a little bit of bad or maybe more bad. Everything that's bad has a little bit of good in it. So that's the first thing I thought of. Second thing I thought of is the fact that marriage helps thriving societies. 
marriage is the pillar of societies. They make sure that people are coupled up and that they are building together and then that and that they have formed families and that those families support the economy, those families support um just everything. And now in modern times, because there's no need for protection, right? Um I can do it all by myself because I got cops outside who can come help me. But when all bleep breaks loose and we're in dire situations, like we've been watching all of us, last of us, and <clears throat> it's basically like post-apocalyptic society. Um, and then you really see how much you need men and you really see how much men need to be men. And you really see how much is how important it is to have the yin and the yang. You need to have the feminine and the masculine energy. It needs to always be balanced. And I feel like in these societies where people have the leisure of just being able to, you know. Be entitled, be, yes. Be entitled. They have the leisure to express themselves. They have the leisure to do whatever they want to do because there's no threat of violence. There's no threat of looming um, death, there's no, there's, there's just not any fear. So then you don't, it's kind of like you're in a warped sense of reality. You're in a bubble. And the part, the problem is when you're in a bubble, things become unbalanced. Nature is not unbalanced. Um, nature is now imbalanced because you're in a bubble. But once the bubble bursts, people realize like, oh my gosh, I need things. I need to protect myself. I thought I could protect myself, but I can't protect myself like I thought I could because now the cops are preoccupied with their families. I don't have anybody to take care of me. Who's going to put this fire out? I don't know how to put It's like being a survivalist, right? Some places you have to be a survivalist. You got to survive. Here, we just we just order Uber Eats if we hungry. So it's like, it, it's not, it's an interesting experiment because mice for some reason, have social similarities to humans. Um, just like, because we're animals, you know, at our basic core, we have instincts. And it's just an interesting experiment to watch how even mice fall into the same things that we do. Absolutely. And it's interesting because this is why things like technology is a double-edged sword because... It'll give you luxury and convenience, but it would ultimately make human beings lazy and then lazier and then the laziest. And they will and, uh, mentally, internally view it as luxury, as something to aspire to socially in the social structures that we have. So I think what really changed society was when the feudalist system in England changed to every man can be the man of their house because then that gives you domain over your family. So essentially using the metaphor, you can create your own bloodline. I mean, that's what humans do. They're not, they're not exalted like royalty, right? In the real world, but you're essentially doing the same thing. You're carrying your line and your, you know, your bloodline, your family, your ancestors, all, all those things. And you're, you're essentially doing what humans were created to do, which was to reproduce. So as Chloe was alluding to, when you have structures like marriage, then you're able to ensure strong families that will take care of each generation. So I think that's, that's very important as well. 
And at the same time, you also have to be able to do the human things. My dad, my dad says this all the time. You always have to be able to be useful in terms of, let's say there's a, a Noah's Ark situation. You got to be invited on art. I mean, they're not going to be inviting painters, <laughs> you know what I mean? Government officials. Oh, no, you, you could stay out and get drowned, right? You're, you're going to look for people who can be carpenters, builders, uh, you know, being able to maybe design structures for society, things like that. So it's always great to be aware of where your current time is in terms of society and then also make sure that the technology doesn't prevent, doesn't remove the humanity from humans and things like, you know, chat GBT, AI, other technologies, they can they can really make people entitled, lazy, and just lack ambition altogether. So that's why it's very dangerous, in my opinion. It can be, if not used for, you know, things like audiobooks and being inspired that way to, you know, create something in the world. I also found it interesting that the male mice turned to femininity. I think because they lost their purpose of being masculine. Like, if you don't have to be masculine, because I feel like back in the day, back in the day, I, I feel like in a certain time period, you had to be strong. Because if you weren't strong, you were not surviving. Like, if you got picked on and bullied and you wasn't fighting, nobody's going to take a viral video of you and then have a lawsuit. Like, we're in different times now. So it's, it's more uh, soft it's not survival. There's no threat of danger. So if there's no threat of danger, why well, I got to have all these muscles? Well, I got to be masculine. I don't have to be masculine if I'm a man. And there's no threat of danger. I could call the police like the women do. It's easier to be a woman. So I can understand why men would want to be more feminine. Why, would I, why wouldn't I want to be, you know, have a baby and be on welfare if I, if I could do it? Because it's easier Because from what I hear And I'm a woman So I don't have this perspective per se But men have it hard They have it harder than us And I feel like we're not empathetic to that But when you, when you think about it It makes sense Like if women had the choice to do it hard or easy we gonna, We're going to choose the easy way every time Like to us it's smarter to choose the easy way For men sometimes it's like they're forced to choose the harder way. But if given the option, some of them are choosing to do the easy way too, which is to be more feminine and, and do more feminine things. Like have someone take care of them. They don't have to be the breadwinner anymore. And then it causes women to be more masculine. Like, oh, you don't respect me. I'm going to make, I want to be in power. I'm going to make the rules. I'm going to be the breadwinner. And you could stay at home and watch the kids or you could stay at home and you don't have to do nothing because I'm going to do everything for you. So it's like I feel like when people try to overcorrect things that they feel slighted in, sometimes they go to the extreme, which makes sense. That's just human nature. But we're seeing the effects of it. And I'm not here to say it's good or bad. I'm here as an observer um, you make that judgment on your own. Like like I said, no matter our opinions, we're still in a bubble. Things are very different, a town over. Things are very different 
um, in a different, you know, neighborhood, in a different country, in a different cultural circle. So in my bubble, I'm just an observer. And I, I have the right to be an observer. I have the right to, to say, I'm going to take this from that experience and I'm going to leave that. Um, and I feel like also what adds to it is these myopic, what are they called, echo chambers? And an echo chamber is when you're just around people who think the same thing you think, which breeds more of the same thought, um, which is interesting to, to watch as well. So that's all I got to say on that topic is it's, it's going to be interesting how we self-correct what's going on now. Um, and I'm seeing more marriages than when we were growing up, to be honest. Right. But then the divorces have double and tripled. So at the moment, it's like a 50 percent chance of divorce. Well, I want to see what it's going to be like in 10 years. Like in the the people who are getting divorced now were married, maybe like what? How long ago? What do you mean? The divorce statistics are current, so it's made up of people who were married when? Because you can't get divorced unless you were married. So what year were they married? I mean, it's just a, a running tally. So it's whenever they get divorced at that time. So to your question, I'm sure there's people who've been married for three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. Mm -hmm. But the point is that they're all contributing to that 50%. percent mm. We'll see. I mean, got to do what you got to do, right? For the kids. For the kids or for yourself and the kids. Mainly the kids. <laughs> and the next one is also from Club. Here's how you know you're going to be in a happy relationship, like a long-lasting relationship. And it comes from the thinker Erich Fromm, who basically argued that love is not enough. It's like the classic idea that love is a verb, not a noun. And here's how he put it. He said, quote, love is not natural. Love requires discipline. It requires patience. It requires faith. And above all, it requires overcoming one's own narcissism. Love is not a feeling. Love is a practice. And I think that's so true, right? Because when you're in love, you realize that it takes work to be a good partner. It takes work to build a happy, healthy relationship. And ideally, both of you are willing to put in the work. And that together you thrive. And that together you become happier and more successful. That together you've undertaken a lifelong project, which is the project of fulfilling each other's happiness and highest needs. That's true love, according to Eric Fromm. Mm. That's deep. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't agree with the part about love not being natural. You put human beings in any different situation, upbringing, and they're going to have an affinity for those who look like them, look like they might be related to you in terms of appearance, right? Like if you're mother and father or a sibling, right? Mm -hmm. Or even when human beings take care of animals, you know what I mean? So it's just a natural <laughs> reaction. Of course, of course, love is natural. Now, I think the point that he was making is that in a romantic sense, let's say um, long-term love, and then you apply all those things. I can see why he says that because it is about practice and patience. But I think uh, I would say men typically look at love as a, a verb not necessarily a noun personally because men are all about action. 
men will easily show who they care about the most just by their actions. You don't, you don't even need to hear the words. They'll just show that naturally without any social programming or not. It's just how men are designed, right? But that's just me. How do you feel about this from a female perspective? I feel like we as females were, and it's, at least in America, um, and at least in, I guess, not the rural, I, I guess rural America too. I would just say American women. <laughs> we were raised that love is like some magical fairy tale thing that you find this guy and then he, yeah. Thanks, Disney. I mean, love feels like that. I think love feels like that. But I <laughs> I think that we don't think long term. <laughs> we expect that. Play that button again. We expect that to be on loop without any effort forever. Like, 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 imagine that. Imagine if that was like a record, a record, or like a song, it would be on replay over and over and over and over. But the reality is, yeah, because we expecting that to be on replay. So it's like, and then you think about Dag when it was on replay, things were so much better. And he doesn't pay attention to me anymore because he's working all the time. And I don't hear that sound anymore. I hear the other sound I hear. <laughs> what do I hear? I hear. I hear that sound. Not me, but people hear that sound. What else? You might hear both of them sounds at the same time. Like, <laughs> and then once a year on, on Valentine's Day, you hear. <laughs> and then maybe on, on what's another holiday? Your anniversary right here. She. <laughs> this is sink or swim, baby. You're treading water. Step it up. What do you got? So I feel like women have these expectations that are unrealistic because real love is is not sacrifice. Real love is dedication. Real love is it takes work. It takes intention. And I feel like when we fall in love, a lot of women are not intentional about that. Women are just like, oh, I'm just falling. That's why it's called falling in love because you fell. You didn't plan it. It just happened. And I feel like men... <laughs> Men are more intentional So they don't fall in love They choose love You know I think that is an interesting distinction And I uh, agree with where you were Kind of going right Men and women do love differently So that's also important as well Because we do have a lot of talk about equality Things like that And to an untrained ear And mind they might infer that both men and women equally process the world the same way. And that is never the case. That's never the case with or without social conditioning. Mm -hmm. And the better that people understand that, the less confusion there will be around romance. That's just my you know, opinion as someone who runs a dating podcast. Shout out to Poetic Charm. Well, okay, so there's this book, right? And Sophia actually gave me this book years and years ago. She put me on. Um, this is my cousin slash best friend. Um, but she is called The Five Love Languages. 
And she. it is honestly, you didn't read it yet, but it's upstairs. So we're going to read it together eventually. No. Yes. Because it's important. It's an important read and it's about communication and how people are raised is how they interpret love. So one person might be raised to interpret love as physical touch and another person interprets love as, I don't know, gifts or something. So if your person interprets love as physical touch and then your partner never touches you, you're going to think your partner doesn't love you. And when you are expressing your love to them, you're just going to give them gifts or vice versa. Like whatever your love language is, you tend to give love that way. So if your person's love language is different and you're just giving them love that you the way you like to be loved and that's not their love language, it's going to cause issues because they're going to think you don't love them. So it's a practical read. Um, but what the point I don't like about the book is I think I'm all the love languages. Like, I don't think I'm just one. And that's my point. No one is just one <laughs> or two. Some people prefer like one more than the other. But like, I think I like I love all the love. Like, I'm a loving person. Like, give me all the love. Touch me. Buy me gifts. Spend quality time. Do all of that stuff. And then I'll hear. <laughs> no, I'm a And then she woke up, right? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Ain't no then I woke up. That's enough. Don't call us, we'll call you. Thank you. Speaking as an Aquarian, of course. Yeah, whatever. And introvert. Shout out to all my introverts out there. We appreciate you. We love you and what? thank you. Thank you for being you introverts. Ever. Yeah, y'all introverts need an extrovert. Because we complete you. It's a great balance. The introvert-extrovert dynamic because he be peeping stuff I do not peep. And when he doesn't feel like talking, I be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's enough. Don't call us. We'll call you. Thank you. And he's okay with that. Like, I'll, be, I'll talk the whole night. I don't care. And Josh would just be like, with his eyebrows, like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll chime in a little bit, and then I'll just be like, yeah, if blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's, our, that's our dynamic. Yes, sir. That's our dynamics. But while I'm talking, he be peeping the scene, so then he'll be like, yo, Chloe, blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, oh, word? Oh, why? And then I go back and then, you know, it's teamwork made the dream work. <laughs> it does. It does, y'all. Sounds like Josh made the teamwork. Josh did. Josh did. We'll see about that. We have one more topic for y'all. And we've been on, we've been pretty good with our time so it's our last one. So if you're married and your single friend says, let's go out for dinner after work. Mm -hmm. If you're like, uh, you know what, girl, let me just check with my husband. Your single friend may say, that's ridiculous. Is he controlling? You right. don't owe him your whereabouts. You're Let's a grown go. woman. <laughs> but then your husband is freaking out because he doesn't know where you are, but you have also disrespected him because now it's not just your time, it's now our time. They don't understand 
how marriage works. Yeah, and it's not just about safety, it's about respect. And I think sometimes we forget that when God says the two shall become one, we forget to what detail that goes. It's like I said, it's yeah. not it's no longer his time or her time. Now it's our time. It's our house. It's our finances. And put yourself in your spouse's shoes. Do you want your spouse to just be out in the streets without letting you know where they are and disrespecting your time like that? Fake ass Mariah Carey. Sorry, uh, I, I slipped and hit that button. So, so, so sorry. You want to go first? Absolutely not. Go ahead, Chloe. Ladies first. Well, <laughs> I think that there's an old saying like single people should not mingle with people in relationships. Um, <laughs> that's what they say. It's, and uh, why is that, Chloe? There's a couple of reasons um, that are not related to this. But one reason is people will covet what you have if they don't have their own. Number two is people, because they're coveting what you have, they may convince you to do things that are not aligned with where you are are not aligned to who you are and which going back to Tyler Perry, what he said. Right. And a, another reason is single people don't understand what a marriage is until you're in one. So they have a certain perspective because they haven't gone through that process yet. They haven't gone through that path yet. So, um, they can lead you to make decisions that are not healthy for your marriage. Um, and then with that being said, I think that going back to the first point, people coveting what you have, they go and try to mess your stuff up. Who he think he is? Oh, he got a leash on you? Oh, oh, you want to listen to what he got to say? Didn't he go out last week? I ain't see you in a long time. I need to talk to you about my problems. You need to make time for me. You need to take time away from your husband and make time for me because I'm priority over your husband. And I feel like when you're married um, and like she brought in the, even for people who are not religious, but she did bring up the whole point about you've made a vow to that person whether that's in front of God or Allah or whoever you worship or not, y'all made a commitment to each other. So it's only fair that you respect each other. And that can be as simple as, hey, honey, um, you know, I would like to go out tonight. So I'm just letting you know where I'm at. Is it cool with you? Do we have anything planned? You know, it could be something as simple as that. Like it doesn't have to be, a whole big to do like oh I gotta sneak around and see my friends or I gotta lie about it because he wants me home and maybe he wants you home because he don't want you to be outside at a certain time of night I don't know whatever his reasoning is I feel like he should communicate that to you or not but you should definitely be more considerate of your spouse interesting and I believe people who and I'll say, especially ladies, right? Because ladies are very persuasive, you know? That's just one of their <laughs> many talents, right? Ladies are very persuasive. They'd be like, oh, it's not a big deal. You can do this and it's okay, right? So if you hang out with people who 
as this as this meme said, who don't respect your marriage, they're going to suggest and persuade and perhaps seduce you to do things that would disrespect your marriage. And I would say typically if if a if guys know that, you know, your best friend, he really loves his girl, you're not going to persuade him to do any single things, even if you're single. Right. I feel like guys have the perspective like, hey, there's more for me. You you stay over there on the sidelines playing. <laughs> you feel me? You, you go, go ahead and retire your jersey. I'm going to be I'm going to be all right in these streets. You feel me? But I also have to take a uh, a bar from one of the best rappers alive. It's your boy. And to my Jay-Z scholars out there who have heard the song, Is That Your Chick with Memphis Bleak and Missy Elliott? We're going to go to the Lost Verses. Jay-Z specifically says, don't let your chick hang out with chicks who be swallowing. And I'm going to let you rhyme that because <laughs> birds of a feather. Right. And it goes back to, as close said to Tyler Perry, you are essentially, you are the collection of your five closest people. So if you're one married girl or woman and you're all, the rest of your four or five friends are all single and thotting and bopping and in the streets. I mean, you're going to have the same perspective of men as they do. Unfortunately, you can you can try to talk to yourself, be like, oh, I'm in a different situation. I can compartmentalize. When you're around people, you just pick up their habits and you pick up their thoughts and mentality. And this is a form of osmosis. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Essentially, you have to do the things around people who are also working towards that goal. Mm-hmm. So it would make more sense to be around more people who are either in a relationship or engaged or married or at least of the uh, relationship mindset or at least respectful enough to respect your marriage, which was the original point. And I feel like people be selfish. Like, OK, let's be real. When you have girlfriends and one of them gets married or whatever, the other girls, if they're not strong individuals, they're going to be mad. Like, damn, I don't have nobody to go party with anymore. Yes, sir. Like, oh, you want to leave me for him? Like, I'm happy all together, but like, we don't, I don't have anybody to go out with anymore. Everybody I know is corny. You're the only person I'm going to go out with. So it's like, people are selfish and their selfishness can trump their selflessness and people don't I don't think people intentionally do it I think people do it because of their insecurities and it's a reflection of who they are and it comes out at times um and then there are people who do that on purpose like oh I ain't she I don't want her being married because I don't see myself getting married and if she married then I ain't gonna have nobody at the club with no more you big dummy I'm not gonna have anyone to who to um come save me in the middle of the night when I'm dealing with Ray 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 and he mess he made me upset and now I need a girls' night to cry and she with her man so I don't have anybody for comfort. Boring. Um and Kevin Samuels used to speak about this all the time, like all the time, all the time. Like your your ladies, your friends, your single friends are keeping you single. He always said that. And it's the truth. It's like your broke friends always keeping you broke. 
and your married friends will keep you married. So like, you know what I mean? Like, and it sucks. And it goes back to what Tyler Perry said. You got to switch up your circle. And we're going to bring this full circle. If people around you are not doing what you are doing, you need to spend less and less and less and less time with them until it's non-existent. Now, if they aspire to do what you're doing, they'll make their way up into your circle. And if they don't, Bye, Felicia. At least I don't have to look at your glass no more. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Stink meaner. Because you can't be, you can't do things you need to do when you have people, crabs in a barrel, dragging you down. You just can't. And people will pretend, people will pretend to do things that you're doing, do go through the motions, and their mindset will be different. People will go through the motions to appear a certain way. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. But, you know, you got to know. You have to know who you are. And you can't mimic other people's lives. Like, you you have to be real with yourself. If you are a person who's not made for marriage, you're a person who's, who needs to be single, you're a man who needs to be out here in the streets, be you. Like, don't conform because everybody else is doing it. Like, just don't because you're going, your true colors are always going to come out all the time. Not 90, 100% of the time they go and show. They might not show today. They might not show in, in a year. They might not show in two years, but that junk won't come out because it's you. Like you can't pretend your whole life. You just can't. So the best thing to do is not pretend. If you want to be a person who does that, put in the work. It's like people who go get plastic surgery. Like you was 300 pounds and you went and got tummy tuck or whatever, the little gastric band. And now you're, 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 you know, you're thin now. You ain't put in the work to get thin. You're living a life of a thin person, but didn't put in the work. So are you going to appreciate the thin? No, but eventually you're going to get big again because you're not living a lifestyle. So my whole thing is be around people who are putting in the work and you see it through their actions. Don't be around people who just say I'm doing this. Because people be fake People fake with themselves, So they're going to be fake with you and, and most of the time They don't got nothing to do with you It has something to do with their relationship with themselves And that's all I got Absolutely And it actually reminds me of uh, Well guys will understand this part right Sometimes You know You've been in previous relationships And you know You, you see your, your girl about to go out And you're like What the fuck are you wearing? And I and Big Mike, he always said this. He's like he, he used to have these talks with his with his chicks, or he'd be like, "Oh, it looked like you went shopping in the single part of the store because certain things you're not wearing if you're married, engaged, or in a relationship. You can't really advertise that you're open for business if you're in one of those things, unless the relationship you're not really taking it serious. You just you know passing time. You're just going through the motions, right? But if you're in if you're engaged or you have like a like a official partner and or marriage, that's a that's a different level of of a commitment. So if you're not Discipline. going to <laughs> if you're not going to respect it, then you you're you don't you're not ready for it and you clearly don't deserve it. It's I feel like a lot of times people might not even understand where they miss the the ball right like 
People are doing things they don't even know is wrong. What an absolute plonker. Chloe, they know. They know they know it's wrong. They're they're grown. <laughs> if they're doing grown things, then they should understand grown consequences. It's kind of like, um, how can I say it? Like, if you're a person who doesn't know anything about marriage right or just getting married right just the wedding itself right some people families never had any weddings so you don't know all the intricacies of weddings like you just don't know and nobody's there to guide you so it's certain things you are just oblivious to like wait what they're supposed what's the tradition oh the tradition is this oh well i never heard of that but everybody who who grew up in that lifestyle knows about that so like i give people what is it called grace because some people don't know about that stuff. But if you do know, you know what I mean? If someone tells you, enlightens you, and you still going against it, that's on you. Because what happens is, whether or not you know it or not, you still have to deal with the outcome. So, like, if you're a person who's still wearing scandalous clothes and you're like, well, I wore these clothes when I met you and maybe your husband doesn't like you wearing the clothes anymore. Some husbands like that. But maybe your husband's like, no, I that's what you wore when you were single. And now you're my wife. So I want you to present yourself a certain way because you're representing me or someone's mother at that point. Yeah. Um, and then the woman's like. OK, that makes sense. But she never knew that before because all the women in her family with kids dress like that. All the women in her family who married dress like that. So I feel like it needs to be communication prior. Like I feel like people's expectations should be communicated beforehand. Because at the end of the day, he know who he, who he marrying. If you marrying somebody who hottie thotty, you can't be surprised if she wearing a hottie thotty outfit after y'all married. Cause that's who she is. That's what that's what you like. But if before y'all got married, you said, "Hey, listen. Once we get married, these stipulations." That's I think that's, and if she's still doing what she's not supposed to do, that's different. What are your thoughts on that? I equate it to the definition of, let's say, adult films in the courtroom. You don't know how to describe it, but you know it when you see it. And I, I equate that to people knowing better. At a certain age, you're a child, but then you have enough sense to know better. You know what you're doing is going to be perceived in a positive way mm-hmm. and a negative way. And as you accumulate years and experiences and wisdom in your life, by over the age of 25, you know better, respectfully. See, I feel like I get and, that, and I I feel like being like, oh, I that to me that's an excuse. I get that, I, especially I, if you see, okay, even if in your scenario they uh-huh. don't grow up with those those positive examples or role models of uh-huh. marriage. There's enough evidence, anecdotal for that person in real life when they're going to different events or around different occasion if they're going to family barbecues or someone else's family event and they see how married people actually act it's it just it's totally distinguishable from anything in the single verse so to me Mm. it's a it's a complete lack of accountability to be in that scenario for me personally i'm just speaking as a guy see personally i agree with you but from just an observational standpoint 
there's all like in 2023 things are look different right so if you're a person and all you do is you're just on the internet and you want to get married because i don't know whatever rapper got married you looking at her like oh wow she wearing that and her man loves her like people have different inputs than we have had in their in our past and i think Uh, that i'm sorry chloe if you're looking at celebrities for examples no well, that's who I'm speaking to. I'm not speaking about people who've had examples in their actual family. No, no, I'm just saying you have other anecdotal examples besides celebrities and entertainers who are who, who are in their own bubble. Who? And if you go out into the world, no, because if you go out to the world, you know what you see as married people. You see disheveled, stressed people with messy buns and fat or overweight. I'm sorry, shouldn't use that word. In this culturally sensitive world um, You see people who are miserable in their marriages And then the people who look like they're having fun Are fit and shape The women wear the tight stuff And the husbands are like all over them And, and dawning, fawning over them And it, it's just like what you are, and, are programmed and to coincidentally, think coincidentally it happens to be on camera But not in the real world But people don't care about the real world You know people follow celebrities as if they know them Like the majority we're talking I feel like there's two peop- group of people we're talking about right mm-hmm. Our social circle People who have a similar upbringing to us But then to be realistic Like our social circle is not the majority and I had to kind of bust my bubble Like I would think the same way you think Like oh everybody think like this No it's a lot of people out there Who who don't know And they really emulate things That they see on TV Like the housewives Or where else are they getting These examples of healthy marriages And even the marriages in a family Probably look like the ones on um, Housewives or these ratchet marriages And that's why a lot of people are getting married Sure I could definitely see that as well Definitely 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 At the same time You're still going to see A certain situation where There's a marriage Or people who are representing marriage Let's say in real mm-hmm. life Who don't align with any of that So that's what I'm saying Eventually you're going to be exposed to it So mm-hmm. it's kind of like Okay they look a lot less disheveled and a lot more happy or competent, you know, and content. Or they could look boring. Content sounds boring. boring. Content. The word content sounds boring. Boring is only boring in this con- in this situation, in my opinion, to people who have the proclivity for toxicity. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Throw a little sparkle in no. there. No. <laughs> Listen, in a perfect world, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do. Like in this world. But like. Oh, no, not even in a per- perfect world. This is to me, this is only common sense. And I know common sense think, is not common. I th- However, yes, people do. They do know better. I think they want they cake and they want to eat it. too. exactly. So they like, well, this marriage look like this, so I'm gonna have this type of marriage. So I'm gonna be out here shake twerking at the club and then go home, which is crazy to me. Like I just couldn't. But it depends on your husband, right? Some people don't mind their girlfriend going out or their wife going out, which to me is just interesting. But we're not here to judge. We're here to just say things. Um, but I don't know. It's it's 
it's I think it's a very confusing time because in the now, like I said, with those echo chambers, right? You don't even get to see anything else but what you liking on Instagram. So if you liking all the hip hop and love marriages, that's all you're seeing. That's the only example of love you're seeing. You're not seeing the other stuff, which is a problem with social media. The algorithm, AI, is out of control. However, if you go out and see the world, you know, even go to a different country, even like Mexico or Jamaica for, you know, local things in, in America. People don't leave their neighborhoods. It's people who live in true. As, it's people who live in Asbury Park who never been to the beach. And it's a beach town. That's fair. Like they never been to the beach. And it's a beach. The town only how many square miles? And they never been to the beach. Shout out to Asbury. I like y'all boardwalk. But it's the truth. Like, people don't leave. They are very myopic. They are very Labs. They they and they stuck and they stuck in their mind and they stuck in their place. And and it's a it's a it's a harsh reality. And you know, people who find our video are gonna be people most likely like us. Right, but that all comes down to decision making. They chose not to. And you got to respect their decision. They have the right to do what they want to do with their life, you know, their body, as long as it's not legal, as long as it's not harming anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's They have that right to do that. They're entitled to do that. However, I would, I would assume that most of the people who do want to get married, they have positive examples of marriage that they can see in real life beyond what's in entertainment or in the indoctrination platform, in my opinion. I hope so. I, I really hope so. I hope that's the case. I don't know if I believe it, but I hope. Like, that's that's my hope. And that's all we got for you today, guys. Thank you for joining us. We had a great, interesting conversation. We basically stayed to our 10 to 12 minutes <laughs> breakdown for each of the topics. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe. Please follow. Please like. Please share. Let us know. Comment. What's your thoughts? Like, am I tripping? Sometimes I be tripping on. Yeah, definitely let us know your thoughts <laughs> in the comments below. And also let us know any other, you know, viral videos or topics you want us to discuss because we're totally open-minded with it. Let us know and talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.